Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I recommend, now that your young person has walked across that stage, you get them over to Leon Tailoring, get them to their career services division. That's right. In this economy, even though jobs are plentiful, it won't help you if you don't look the part. So at Leon Tailoring Career Services Division, they got the perfect thing that your young man or young lady needs to get them off into the world of work and at very reasonable and affordable prices. And heck, who knows? You might even see something for yourself if you're looking for a new job. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, their career services division, Larry Norm, Kim, and Judy, always glad to help you out. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Continuing our conversation today uh, with candidates for state offices and join us in studio is Susie Javorski. Uh, she is running in the new House District in Carmel, House District 32, if my memory serves me correctly. That's correct, Abdul. So, so, Susie, first of all, thank you very much for being with us. Always good to have you here. Thank you. It's my pleasure to see you. The last time you were here, you were running for state treasurer. Now you moved over to the, to the state house. Exactly. Um, what happened? How come? Why, why, go, why go from the statewide to the local? Exactly. Well, it was something that took a lot of thought and prayer on my part. Uh, this position opened up after I had stepped into the treasurer's race. And policy is my background. Policy is what I did at the U.S. Department of Energy. And I thought it would really be a great honor for me to lend that experience and policy to this new position in my own community. Those seats don't come available very often. And so after a lot of thought and a lot of prayer, I took the opportunity to step into this race. Uh, so as you walk in the district, uh, what are some of the issues? What do you hear? What are constituents in House District 32 talking about? Well, there's, first of all, it's great outdoor knocking. Honestly, you meet so many interesting people, people who are really passionate about where they live. And I'd say the number one issue right now is the environment in the schools. Um, you can go into a little bit more detail. Sure. Well, people are concerned about um CRT, about uh, uh, the gender issue, and about kind of the LBGT issues that are being uh, promoted in the schools is what I'm hearing from constituents. And mostly what I hear and, and what I think is happening is that these are issues that have at their heart a very good meaning, a very good mission, but it's not being executed wisely. And my concern is that that is distracting children in schools. I don't think teachers are the enemy here at all. But what I'd like to do is see our schools get back to excellence for everyone, regardless of your race, what your family makeup is about, like, um, what kind of a household you come from, or what your interests are, that every single student is encouraged and supported in every way possible. So Javorski uh, with us on the program today. Uh, she is a candidate uh, for the State House, House District 32. That is the new district uh, that is up in Carmel. Um, I hear that race has gotten a little contentious from time to time. I, I use contentious as sort of a pejorative type word uh, between you, uh, Fred Glenn, there's another individual. There are some polling now. There are some mailers out. What's going on up there? <laughs> well, we do try to maintain a very positive competition because we're all Republicans. And I think we've got three good choices to choose from in this race. We each bring something different to the table. And all of us have different supporters. So when there are political action committees that get involved, that lends a whole new level of dollars that come to the table. And they can sometimes uh, really get aggressive. And so I think that's really what's at the heart of it. But I just saw Fred Glenn the other day at an event with the Hamilton County Republican women. We shook hands. Uh, I just saw Paul Nix the other evening in Carmel at a candidate's event, and we had a warm hello. I got to meet his wife. And so there's a lot of bluster happening, but I think person to person, we're all people, we're all Republicans, and we're all doing our best to serve the leadership of the state. Uh, what in your particular background, uh, what qualifications do you bring to the table 
Uh, what unique skill set uh, that would make you a good state rep for that uh, part of Hamilton County? Thanks for that question, because I think that is the question at heart for each candidate. And what I think I bring to the table that's unique is experience, not just in a statewide level, but also on a federal and international level. Uh, I had run Carly Fiorina's campaign for president in 2016, and then when she dropped out, of course, I ran the Trump campaign uh, here for the state of Indiana, then had the very unique opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. and serve as a presidential appointee at the Trump administration at the U.S. Department of Energy, where I worked with Rick Perry. We were the team that made the United States energy independent and, in a lot of areas, energy dominant around the world. And that was a really great experience, a very unique experience a place I learned a lot. Um, And then I went on to work at the International Atomic Energy Agency in Vienna, Austria. And so that was also another opportunity where I got to learn about how the U.S. plays on the world stage as well. And really bringing it back to Indiana, there's a direct correlation between what happens in conservative states like Indiana and how we can compete around the world. Susie Jaworski with us uh, on the program today. She is candidate House District 32 up in Carmel. It is a new district, uh, newly drawn because of population changes. Uh, how do people feel about being in sort of a new district with a new, just sort of an open seat? Because like you said, they don't happen very often. That's true. And in terms of the political enthusiasts, we're all excited. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of people excited about this new district. In terms of constituents, almost every single door I knock on, Abdul, I have to tell people that there's a primary on May 3rd. And uh, a lot of people don't know that there's a brand new district. So people will ask me, who's the incumbent? And in certain parts of the county, the incumbent was Todd Houston. In other areas, it was Donna Shibley. In others, it was Jerry Tor. So there were three, three people who were serving that area before, and I hope to be the next. Um, obviously, uh, this past session uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Indiana General Assembly, there I can talk now, uh, was, was interesting to say uh, the least. Uh, you had lots of issues. I had to say CRT issue, what teachers could teach, you had the government and, and mandates and that sort of thing. Are you sure you want to be bothered with that? Are, are you sure? <laughs> you know what, Abdul? This is the perfect example of when you stick your head out of the foxhole, you're going to get shot. And I've stuck my head out of the foxhole quite a few times in different places, but it's always in the name of uh, keeping our country safe, secure, and the best place on earth. Because as Carly Fiorina used to say, when the United States is strong, the world is a safer place. And today we are seeing a weak United States under the Biden administration. And we've seen what's happened with Afghanistan, with the Ukraine, Russia flexing its muscle, Korea. And so if this is something that I can do to keep Indiana safe and strong and secure, I am happy to stick my head out of the foxhole to do that. If you get elected, what would be your top three uh, legislative priorities? Uh, Thanks for asking that question. That's really what I want to focus on is three areas. Our economy. When our economy is strong and secure, everything else can fall into place so well. People can give to their church. People can pay their taxes. People can take good care of their families. So first and foremost is supporting small business, large business, every kind of business through the lowest taxes we can possibly have, and the least regulation. Having seen what President Trump did when I was part of the administration, he sent around a memo the very first week in office that said, please send to the White House any regulations that are holding back United States business. And we all did that from every agency. And we saw him undo those unnecessary, burdensome regulatory environment that the Obama administration had put in place beforehand. He also lowered the corporate tax rate, and we saw our U.S. economy take off.
that's what I'd want to do in the state house. The next area is education. I want to see us support every single student in the in the state of Indiana equally with great resources and focused on academic excellence. And then finally, safety. Unfortunately, violence is creeping up. We saw what happened this weekend. Seven people were shot in the state of Indiana. There was a huge fight out in the middle of the circle right out here in front of us. That should not be. I am for fully funding the police and making sure our police law enforcement have every tool necessary to keep us safe and secure. So Javorski with us for a couple more minutes on the program today. I uh, got to ask you the, the the fun question, which you probably knew was going to happen uh, coming in here, uh, marijuana legalization. Um, where are you on legalization? Obviously, the governor has some issues because of the federal level. Uh, you got some Democrats have made that a, a marquee issue in their campaign. Where is Susie Javorski on marijuana legalization? Well, that is definitely going to be an issue we're going to have to tackle in the legislature next year. And I'm fortunate because Jim Merritt is my campaign chair, and I think he's probably done more research than anybody I've ever met on how to legislate and how to have policy around that issue that is uh, responsible and keeps us safe and secure. I do not want to see us go out and become um, anything like California or even those areas of Colorado where we first legalized marijuana. So I would want to make sure that uh, we do, I think we should legalize marijuana, but we have to make the policy something that is safe and secure for our whole state. And so um, that's where I am. And and I understand the governor's point of not wanting to get ahead of the federal government on this, but we are going to have to make that decision and and make it soon. So what are your your goals for the next few days? Well, the next few days I'm knocking as many doors as possible, meeting as many voters as possible. We're organizing on getting our volunteers who will put out our yard signs at the polling stations and having people stand at polling stations for me. And so it's really mobilizing all those talented people who've rallied behind my campaign, and uh, we're just hitting the streets. All right. Well, Susie Javorski, uh, candidate for House District 32. That's the new House District up in Carmel, running as a Republican. Thank you very much for being with us. Nothing but the best of luck this week. next week. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Abdul. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.